Right. No, that was perfect timing. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to what? the Stable of Stuns. <laughs> Welcome to the Stable of Stuns Wrestling Podcast. Your number one podcast for wrestling stuff. And I don't care who says otherwise. We are the number one show. We literally just started recording James. James just joined on. And we just had this... The most confused face on his. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I wish our listeners could could have this video just to see. Well, I like, tell you what, the thumbnail what, will be confused grandpa yeah, face. It, it will definitely be. I'll <laughs> I will have I will make the the thumbnail James's face on this. I promise, and it'll be the best thing ever. Hey, he turned off the video. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm leaving. Forget that. That was the uh, best run-in I've seen in uh, years. For real. It's like you cashed in the fucking money in the bank, James. Exactly. I'm like, won. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to entertain. So, uh, oh, well, yeah, you, my current medical conditions. I know. I, I really appreciate you joining. In. I know you have a migraine, man. And I you know, hope you feel better with that. But it's awesome that you're pushing through. Your brother will be on in about 10 minutes. But. Uh, but yeah, no, we, you know, Stable of Studs has been kind of, you know, MIA uh, since Money in the Bank. And, you know, we, we got to do this, you know, so, you know, it just shows how much you really wanted to be here. I appreciate that. But, you know, we'll start off with the intros. Of course, I'm Tank Rodriguez. Uh, and then the person we've been making fun of is Jimothy James Dean. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than the migraine, sir, how are you doing? You know, sup, sup, sup. I'm hanging in there, man. A long day, <laughs> you know. Sure, man. For sure. All right, and then uh, of course we have Adam Effing Danger. As I was by the sea, gazing with tranquility, can you just then do, the like, hurdy gurdy man came singing songs of love. <laughs> Adam has been like texting one... me about hurdy gurdy man for like the last <laughs> two hours. So. Oh my god. It's cl- I'm glad Adam, to be back. I Adam, am really glad. This is. Yes. How long have you been in your house? Two uh, you know, days? I can't tell you. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I've just been here. I've been doing my little manifestos. I've been working out. I've been watching professional wrestling. Uh, just like, <laughs> you know, on a loop. Every day. Oh. Every day turns into another. And I start like, I put my hand over the stove, you know. And then I wrote my uh, I wrote my parents a little letter that said to a couple of good scouts and I said uh, I cannot tell you about my mission because it is top secret. Oh, God. <laughs> you need to get out of the house, man. <laughs> oh, last and least Tanner Turdway, everybody. Hi. Anyway, mo- moving on. Not <laughs> Tanner, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm kind of tired. Yeah, man, I'm tired of this bullshit. That's what I'm tired of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that is... we finally have a reason to record today with the return of wrestling. Oh, the oh my God, whatever. Wrestling's been around since this whole shit. But look, honestly, before we get into that, I mean, what, what's y'all's take on wrestling now? I mean, it's been, you know, a few months that it's been going on. Um, how do you think it's it, it's adapted? Do you think it's adapting well? Uh, personally, for me, um, I'm glad WWE finally decided to jump on the train and actually put people in there. Uh, but I've been seeing like weird people. Like last night at the pay per view at Backlash, or the night before last for Backlash. Or no, no, it was not actually on Raw. I'm sorry. So for Raw, 
like there was these old guys like in, with the NXT roster and like like mixed yeah. in. Like, it was I think they were really like some. Weird. I think they were either production people or like somebody's uncle or something. But I think they were production people. Oh, I thought that was okay. Champa. <laughs> James, it's funny that you say somebody's uncle because I was watching Backlash and it really felt like. The whole crowd was just like parents of little kids at a <laughs> yeah. soccer game. I feel that, that. I feel that. That kind of oh, just man. fake excitement. Okay. Well. Uh, anyway. But yeah, no. How how do y'all think you know wrestling's been adapt you know adapting? I mean, I know we got the return of New Japan, uh, but as far as AEW, NXT, uh, and WWE, NXT of course. Um, I, I I think. Um, it's, it's consistent, you know, if that, you know, uh, definitely not top tier of what we're used to seeing, but, uh, I'm still, I'm still very much happy that wrestling's still around at least. Yeah, Tanner, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Adam, I'll go ahead. on that one. Uh, I'd say the wrestling cream is rising to the top, right? Like it's rising to the cream of the crop, not to steal from Macho Man there. Uh, but like when you consistently watch wrestling throughout the week, you know, you'll see good wrestling from just average workers, like pretty good workers, right? They may not have the best promo skills or the most interesting uh, storyline going on, but just before we were recording, I was I was blowing up uh, Bobby Lashley. I think he's having a hell of a 2020, and just uh-huh. in terms of just wrestling, just in the ring. So uh, I think if you can work in the ring, that's really I don't want to say getting over because there's no one to get over, but they're at least you know in an exhibition wise, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, and then really quick too, I gotta I mean. Apollo Crews, man, almost like had a foot out the door before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's one of the fastest rising stars during this time. And like, if you're not watching his matches, I definitely encourage you to do so. Um, he's he's putting on solid four star matches during like weekly shows. Uh, but yeah, no, Tanner, same question to you, man. Well, all right. WWE has only gotten harder to watch. Um, I feel like AEW has really taken advantage. It, it feels like AEW has taken advantage of an opportunity. I don't think that we would have gotten, you know, the stadium stampede match without all this going on. I also don't think that we would have seen the first little, you know, the, the, the kind of goofy thing that started it all with Kenny and Hardy running over Sammy Guevara with the, uh, you know, the, the, the golf cart thingy. So so I, I really do think that they've taken a negative situation and turned it into something that will be memorable for good reasons, whereas WWE I I, I can almost guarantee we're gonna get like a like a ruthless aggression era documentary about how rough this was twenty years down the line. I'll I'll I'll, I'll disagree with that a little bit in the sense I think for me, it's gotten better in the last three weeks than it was a month ago. A month right. ago, I couldn't get through 10 minutes. Um, I think the little amount of crowd, you know, phony crowd interaction makes it at least there's some background noise. So it doesn't seem like you're this is weird waking nightmare dream. <laughs> uh, but uh, and I think and I think kind of to your point or to both to a few of you guys's point, I think. It's given an opportunity for people. First off, I'm going to go on record and saying I love MVP at, in the role yes, he's serving. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I think everything they've done 
with everything they did with Bobby Lashley in the last fuck it since he came back has been awful. He's yeah. finally doing something, and I think MVP is the perfect because obviously Bobby Lashley can't he he's a terrible talker. MVP fits that role. Puzzle MVP for once you have somebody who is like a mouthpiece that's a legitimate good wrestler himself and then a legitimate threat. So if he needs to get involved, it also makes sense. Um, I like the whole thing this week with him and Apollo Crews and setting that up as well. Um, you know, the whole Andrade, um, uh, Angel Garza thing. Although that's, I'll get to that. That that pisses me off for a different reason. But again, giving giving shots to stars, Apollo Crews is a great people who like, if this hadn't happened, they might not have gotten the shot. Yeah. Uh, so I'm enjoying it for that reason. That's awesome. Hey, well, no, but what are we gonna say against uh, uh, the uh, the potential split of Andrade and Angel? Well, that's so. That's I mean, they keep doing this because I mean, we all know McMahon hates factions, which is so goddamn dumb. Because first off, then why do you keep having them on your show? <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, that's actually a cool faction. Like, I think that could. That has legs. I don't want to already see them in the soap opera bullshit of breaking up again. Um, yeah. It, it, just give them a run. Give them a good year to be a legitimate threat because those guys are amazing. But against um, who? That's what I'm saying. They could. They should be taking belts. They should go. You know, especially when they had Austin Theory with them. Although I'm glad that kid's getting you know a completely different push now. Um, but if they were legitimate stable, they should just like. Undisputed Era, they should have a run where they just conquer everybody, take all the belts. I'd love to see that because they're legitimately all great workers. So, um, but, but yeah, if you, had, if you had a roster, like they cut so many people from the roster that you just keep seeing the same iterations of people that are that are left uh, every Monday night. So, I mean, you what did they cut? Forty percent of their roster. If you if this were normal circumstances, you had that forty percent of the roster, I'd be like, yeah, like keep you know keep these factions strong and have them run through. Uh, mid card guys or run through people or what have you, but they're just they're trying to they're scrounging to put talent on TV and you just keep seeing the same stuff over and over again. So they have to kind of keep shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic, so to speak. I mean, I would I would say that I feel like they definitely still have enough deep a deep enough roster, especially with NXT guys, that you know they could definitely keep to what I was saying. But I will say this though. Um, you know, I kind of like it. I kind of like it with the smaller roster. I think you get you, especially like I said, if they're actually good, like reliable talent and good in-ring per- performers. Um, it almost feels like old territory days. Like yeah. when you had that, when you had the set roster, and then you have like you know, of course you have your your the the the, the top guys making the rounds in into the towns. You know, like, I mean, not that you're top guys, but like, you know, yesterday you had Big Show, Christian, uh, you know, and it, it just, it's like a nice little treat to see something something different from the regular. And I agree with you, James. Like, I mean, it, it's nice to see, um, like, some consistency and you don't have 20 different stories that don't fucking make sense. Yeah. You know, you have three or four that you can focus on and, you know, uh, it just flows better. The only thing that I complain about it's still a three goddamn hour show, and it's it's yes. it's, a, it's a long fucking time to watch wrestling for all these guys. I yeah, mean, for like, real. I, I would say I was gonna say on, on top of that point, Tank, that uh, you know SmackDown I think does a pretty good job just because you have two hours. 
It still has a kind of limited roster, but you kind of get one to two really strong stories yeah. uh, on SmackDown each week. So, uh, yeah, but go ahead and finish your point. if you. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I was just going to go back to what James was saying um, uh, about, you know, uh, Angel and Andrade. And that felt like almost like when they got put together, that seemed like a Paul Heyman thing. And now that Paul Heyman's gone, I feel like that's why it's like, all right, let's, let's go and split it up now. You know, that's enough of that. It's not yeah. mine. Uh, yeah. So I, so that's why I feel like it's kind of <clears throat> hopefully they work it out, you know, in, in kayfabe, you know, like and and, and, and really stick together on it. Because I, I think you're right, man, because I mean, like if you if you put it in perspective, you know, on the bigger picture, you got Andrade and, you know, Angel and then you got, you know, the Messiah crew and then um, oh, you had one more. I forgot who it was. I'm drawing a blank on it, but yeah, you have you're, you're kind of seeing these other factions just kind of pop up and just really kind of play a bigger, you know, just it, it's nice to see this little these little clicks starting to to populate every now and then, uh, and it, that, that to me is, it, it's been really entertaining. Um, yeah, but uh, oh yeah, I guess that was everybody. <laughs> can uh, I counter? Yeah. Can I counter one point that Adam made? Sure. Go you ahead. said you said strong stories on SmackDown, right? I did one to two strong stories. Does that include the one where Seamus staged a drunk driving accident? There was a police officer who smelled the the bottle that was clearly labeled whiskey and then f- found the registration and called out Jeff Hardy's name like he's taking attendance or a roll call. <laughs> and then they drug tested Jeff Hardy. And Sheamus was surprised and upset when it was clean, even though he staged the drunk driving accident to begin with. I uh, I will counter that with the Viking prophets doing anything you can do, I can do better, and a series of ninjas showing up, as well as a seven foot tall ninja who uh, whose mis- whose identity remains a mystery. I don't know, like take your pick, but uh, I would say like I would say you spent way too much time on Raw and a pay-per-view uh, with these four guys, which are which they are funny and they are interesting, but it's like, this is kind of a waste of time. So uh, I would say th- that story's a little stronger. Here, here's my here's my thing with that real quick. I just have to say, uh, so the Ninja is a developmental talent. They have a former basketball player. He's supposedly 7'3". Do you know his name? Uh, it I do know his name, but I'm not going to pronounce uh, we'll it. look it up. It's like... Oh, oh, it's oh, oh, a... What's that? Omo be Omog Behan. Exactly. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not pronouncing it. But uh, unless I hear it pronounced. But the thing is, like, yeah, he's seven three. That's pretty, you know, cool. But uh, you know, it's it's fine if they're seven three. But you know, he has a physique that makes fucking giant Silva look like fucking Lex Luger. So um, (laughs) you know, just because they're seven three doesn't mean they need to be on TV. Uh, now, now we can even get to the point to see him work. But anyways, um, uh, but I'm going to counter argument that, uh, Adam and say, um, I love both those teams, uh, big fans of both those teams. Uh, I don't mind comedy wrestling, but what the fuck was that? And honestly, (laughs) poor Kira Tozawa, dude, like what a racist, like, no, probably. 
you were you were a legitimate contender for our cruiserweight belt. Uh, you were taken very seriously. Uh, now you're a ninja because I'm a 75 year old out of touch white man. So I don't. I, I read somewhere that it wasn't even Vince that it might be more Pritchard. Now that Pritchard's uh, consolidating power, this uh, is classic like Houston wrestling. Game. Like, hey, we're gonna have ninjas, and he's a big like karate practitioner. Bruce Pritchard's a big. You know, he loves the martial arts and stuff. So this, I saw somebody put like, yeah, this just smacks of Bruce Pritchard. That's probably true. And I hope, uh, I hope, uh, um, oh God, what's his name? Does all the podcasts. Uh, Conrad? Conrad gives him a bunch of shit for it. Oh God. Anyway, well, uh, I appreciate y'all's take on this. And you provided very, very good insight. Minus Tanner for being so smug about everything and negative but let's get him in a positive mood it's true but you know what we're gonna put you in a positive mood because i'm gonna let you talk about the return of new japan of wrestling yes wrestling is finally back um i watched i watched their wait no it's not yes it is nwa is not doing live shows again new japan i'm sorry i'm sorry i said wrestling i said wrestling not Sleepy TV, but anyway. Anyways, I, I'm wow. shut up. Anyways, I'm stoked for the return. So, it I I'm super I'm really super pumped about it. Um, I think that they couldn't have planned this any better. I think that um, doing the New Japan Cup is getting the guys in the ring. I really am not expecting much in terms of the matches. Um, while there's no crowd, I think that. It's, it's going to be more or less a bit um, of a placeholder until everything can culminate. I think it's just going to be, you know, getting some eyes on the people again, kind of, you know, reminding them who they are. Uh, because we have, the New J- we have the New Japan Cup final where the audience will return. Um, from what I can see, it is going to be less than half attendance. Everybody's going to be spread out. They're going to have to submit to not only temperature checks and um, – Everybody has to wear masks. Um, they also have to submit to. Um, they they also have to submit their name, home address, contact details, and record the time of their visit. So they're they're being crazy careful about this right now. So I, I gotta commend them on that. But yeah, it, it's it's gonna culminate with uh, the the end of the New Japan Cup on the 11th of July, followed the day after by Dominion. And then we're going to go to uh, – I think they, they've announced a, a summer struggle, which is going to be like four events. Um, the only two that they've announced so far are July 27th and July 31st back in Cork and Hall, which oh, I'm so excited to be, see something in Cork and Hall again. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do you, do you know the lineup at all? In terms of the, the matches? Yeah. I don't. Uh, it's going to be a lot, though. I mean, the oh, New I've Japan got it Cup, right here. So uh, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Jogi versus Yoda. Taru versus Jado. We got a. Oh, I got a four and four. We got. Yeah, I'm going to butcher these names. Yuya, Yuji, Koda, Hiroshi versus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. 
it's a lot of a, it's a lot of wrestling that's going to happen in a very short amount of time, and I'm excited. I think that's going to put the guys back into business. And like yeah. I said, I, I think that they're they're going to just bring it down, you know, when when the crowds return. Oh, show. Yeah, it looks good. I, I like this lineup here. I just wish I could pronounce the names better. Uh, but I'm not going to butcher their names out of respect for them. Uh, man. No, it, it's just, it's still, I mean, it's, it's still weird, man. It, 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 all of it is still really just, like, like, are we really living this? Like, is this real life? You know, when, you, when I watch wrestling and you see big names like Randy Orton versus Edge. <laughs> you know, um, and then uh, perform and a in front of twenty somethings in the crowd. Yeah, like you got a handful of people in the crowd. You know, I mean, granted, what you thought of the match to that here in a sec, uh, but it's just so surreal. You know, like I, I, I can't even describe, put it into to better terms. It's just, it's awkward, but I still love it. Uh, but you know, moving on to that, <clears throat> excuse me. I enjoyed Backlash. Like, it was, I mean, it's not a staple pay-per-view as far as, like, it's not Survivor Series, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, uh, uh, Royal Rumble. It's, you know, it's a filler pay-per-view, you know? So it's like, you know what to expect usually when you get those things. Uh, for what it was, it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't, I mean, like, there, was there, were, were, were there bad? There were a few. There was a couple of bad segments. You know, I'm, I'm not sold on the uh what the uh profit vikings what yeah yeah the uh, yeah which i think the street vikings are you miss the street vikings like that would have been such a better name but anyway that's not like making profits because it sounds like some like bad sci-fi channel movie but uh of course yeah but street street vikings also works but you know whatever 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 street Vikings sounds like a 90s cartoon Exactly. No, this reminds me of like a, a motorcycle gang, which to me would have been awesome because your ninja showed up on motorcycles, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> so we won't harp on we won't harp on uh, backlash too much, but I did want to get y'all's take on the main event. If y'all watched it, uh, did anybody not watch it? Great. Which which. <laughs> Which main event are we talking about? The, the uh, actual main event, the one the, that the ended great, the show. The greatest, the greatest match in the world. Yeah. Ever. I'm sorry, fucking WWE with their bullshit. Two fucking titles, like back uh, to back. That that did rub it very much. So it's like, how dare you? At least have have like the um the what was it? the McIntyre match right before it? That's what I'm saying. It's so fucking disrespectful to your like. It's, let's not even get into it. I get so mad, but it's it's annoying. Yes, very much. And, and they'll, I mean, and we'll get into the the edge match here in a sec. But I didn't, in, I didn't like the fact that you have this tournament for the inter intercontinental title. You even have this big old fucking su, you know sub storyline for you know uh, for Sheamus and you know Jeff Hardy into it, and you and you have the match. You don't even have it as a main event on SmackDown, and then you don't have a an intercontinental match on fucking Backlash your pay per view like that. Ugh. Anyway, I digress on that. We he gave on. it away for free. They gave it, it away 
Exactly. Why don't have him defend it? You know. Yeah, or or just like have the uh, have the championship match on backlash. Anyone, like, any he, right? Exactly. There, there was. I mean, you could have easily moved a couple, a, a match or two out of there to have that one there. But anyway, anyway, Edge, the greatest match ever. Ideally, not the greatest match ever. Of course, we knew that coming in. Was it entertaining? Absolutely. 100%. Enter- I, I was entertained with it. I know Tanner and Adam, you know, felt like their eyes weren't glued to the screen. And I'll let you harp on that, too. Um, but I love the aesthetic of it. I love how it was how it was presented. It was presented as a, you know, as performance art. If Performance art, like... In a wrestling match, which, you know, it really is that to begin with. But, you know, it started off with, you know, the it goes black. You know, you have the late, great Howard Finkel talk and introduce these guys. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was an awesome throwback and homage to him recently passed, of course. And, you know, the match starts off. And then before I let y'all talk, I mean, I, I love the, the background noise to it. You know, the background applause and boos. Um, I, they did let us know that that was going to happen, so it wasn't a surprise. Um, but anyway, what did y'all think? I mean, what, what did y'all really think about it? Uh, <laughs> no, oh, man. Mm, I I'll, I'll, I'll give I, you my, my opinion because it's the quickest. Uh, I don't – I'm not a huge fan in, like – I find Edge in ring to be kind of boring, and I think Randy Orton is just, I've seen him too much. Uh, so it, I wasn't the target audience anyways, uh, but I definitely didn't think it lived up to the ridiculous uh, aspiration. Um, it was it was serviceable, but I mean, I, I'm actually more mad at the booking, but that's a whole different story. That's my that's my two cents. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll say this, that... Uh... You know, when the match starts off, there's, like, two big, deep arm drags. And for me, like, I always just want to see deep arm drags. I'm like, this is the sign of a good match if they could pull this off. It's and good it was, shit. Yeah. And, and like I said, Tank, like, some of the camera angles that they took looked really cool. It made it look like a big fight, you know, like a big fight field. I thought, this is pretty cool. The murmuring, I thought that was that was pretty cool. But as for the match itself, uh, obviously, it's a ludicrous title, like, greatest wrestling match ever, like, it was maybe even postmodern to like we're gonna make it the biggest wrestling match of all time, like greatest ever, um, and know that it's never gonna you know live up to that. But ultimately, I think if they would have cut it down to maybe a solid what twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, you would have gotten some awesome moves. It would have been really really good. But the fact I don't even know was it a half hour forty like the forty minutes that they they went, uh, yeah. it, there was just spots where it started to drag and like we talked about earlier. I was looking at my phone or I was trying to get in touch with somebody. I wasn't even working. Like I was, I legit sat down to watch the last hour of the pay-per-view uh, Monday morning. And I just, I felt bad because I noticed that my attention was not holding there. And then I'd cut back and then I would stop. And then I missed the punt. And I don't even think they showed like a replay of the punt. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll just watch the replay. And it never happened. And it, that was it. And I didn't really feel compelled to rewind it or whatever, but uh, all in all, it was a good match. Uh, pretty solid. I don't know if it's going to be up there with like Bret Hart, Austin, obviously Seb Steamboat or 
rock uh, Hogan, but eh, I mean, it, it was pretty good for two old guys. Well, again, that, what I'm saying is it was like performance art, and the performance art, that's why you have the aesthetics of, you know, recreating Madison Square, you know, doing like all the past greatest finishers of all time, uh, or even moves, popular moves like the the the, uh, the three amigos for Eddie Guerrero, you know, um, I, I don't think that we should say like as a you know a regular wrestling match that this was, you know, this was the greatest match I've ever seen done, but it, as an art piece, you know, given these precedent times that we were in, you know, it was this artwork called the greatest match ever. <laughs> Everyone's on <all>, nah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think on top of that, Tank, if this were a song, this would be like a mashup, right? You just pulled all kinds of songs and loops and cool things from other songs, and you made it a, a pretty cool mashup that people are like, yeah, this is cool. Have you heard this one? And it's like, oh, that's that's fine. Then after a couple of years, whatever, it's like, oh, well, do you want to watch the original, like the original match that they pulled this from, or the original wrestler that they took from this? Uh, sure, let's watch that. You know what I mean? Like to me, it, it was yeah. almost like a, it was like a mashup or DJs or whatever. Like you just you took parts of really cool matches and and other wrestling tropes uh, that were in great matches, and you did that in a way to honor it. But at the same time, it's like okay, so what did you do? What did you do to uh, that would you know make yourself you and you know the performers stand out? That's yeah. unique to. And and the fact uh, and if I if I can be negative about it the the fact that the storyline's not finished you know um, if he, he had did in my opinion of the performance art of the greatest match ever and you touted it as the greatest match ever like why would you need to have another match at that point you know and it looks like that they're continuing the storyline. And then we're going to see Ed, uh, Edge and Randy Orton again in at SummerSlam, which doesn't make any sense to me. Didn't I hear a thing that Edge was legitimately hurt and was going to be out for eight to nine weeks? And, Not the nine-month thing. Like, he was he was legitimately actually hurt. That's what I read. Yeah, he's going, yeah he, had tricep, he had a tricep uh, surgery yesterday, and he's going to be back in July. All I know is this, dude. You're a broken old man. Stop wrestling. <laughs> Stop doing it to yourself, man. You're gonna. <laughs> Am I the only? Uh, Go ahead. I, I, I know that you keep saying like, you know, it, it's it's not a normal wrestling match. It's a performance art. But like, try to imagine going into like a museum, and you go and see this this sculpture or this painting, and surrounding the painting is museum staff just applauding. <laughs> or you go into you watch a movie and during the credits they splice in applause noise, like it. I I think that Vince is gonna get addicted to that and he's gonna do it all the time now. He's gonna. It, he, it he's funny, gonna start. Right? He's Ross, gonna start like this off. is awesome chance for Baron Corbin and like <laughs> fight forever. Well, no, for they did the big they, show. No, they've done that. They used to do that for SmackDown. Um, they used to do that for this, oh man, I forgot what it was. It was like a watered down version of what happened on Raw or SmackDown. 
and it was presented to kids, and they would add filler noise in the background for it. Terrible. But WCW used want... to pipe in noise, right? Yeah, I think so too. But I just don't <laughs> want it. I don't want it to ever happen to where it's like Raw was filmed in front of a live studio audience. You know, like it actually has to present that to you um, right. to know that you're not getting filler filler noise. But yeah, no, I get it, man. Um, I don't think I don't think that's something that's going to be. I hope not, at least. Um, but I, I don't I don't personally think that's going to be something that you know we see um, as time goes on. I think it was just for that match. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, I mean, anything else that set off to you for backlash, guys? Um, uh, earlier, I was just going to say, like, again, I really enjoyed the Jeff Hardy, sh- the match itself, right? And I'm watching Jeff Hardy, and I thought to myself, I think this is why I really like Jeff Hardy is that, again, he could sell, sell, sell. He looks like he's an accordion draped over the ring. And, again, I think I asked you guys earlier, or not to ask, but I said, my opinion is that I don't, are we sure Finn Balor is good? And I started thinking to myself, like, does Finn Balor sell as well as, like, a Jeff Hardy? Like, not that Jeff Hardy, to me, is the penultimate wrestler of all time, but I'm like, I never really feel that uh, Finn Balor's ever in trouble. So, uh, but I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if I'm going crazy here, writing, scribbling on the walls and stuff. For Finn Balor? Yeah, like, is Finn Balor, is he good? Yeah. Yes. 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 You 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 are co-host of a podcast, Adam. Yes. Adam. <laughs> Adam, I I need you to do me a favor. I know you know we we've got we've got good insurance. I need you to call an eye doctor <laughs> and just just have a chat. What am I missing? What am I missing with that guy? Just watch the show. Like just watch, watch anything from New Japan. Watch him do stuff. I mean, look, he's dude. good. Even even if you just want to watch one, watch his match the where he won the belt with uh, against Owens, he sells his ass off in that match. How many years it's, ago was it's that? a really good match? Uh, like five, six. I, I I mean I'll go back and watch. It. I just feel like I watch it. I'm like, oh, what's special about this guy? Like, and what's special about these matches? And I, I get psyched up, and I'm like, yeah, this NXT match with him and Damian Priest, like, this should really be. Like, badass. I want to see these two guys go. I really like Damian Priest. And I had the same kind of feeling during the Edge and Randy Orton match. of like, okay, I see this is happening, but what does any of this mean? Like, And again, yeah. losing my interest and stuff. Uh, so I just feel like, man, like, maybe that's it to me. It's like, if he, if you, against Damian Priest, right? Like, have Damian Priest beat the crap out of him and just overpower him. He's so much bigger. Boom, boom, boom. Throwing around the ring. And he's just like King Kong in the ring. And then that's when Finn just gets like a one, like, Insiguri, right? And then boom, he starts, you know, lump uh, getting his kicks in and getting hits and stuff like that. It, I just never feel like it, it always kind of goes back and forth like a tennis match, back and forth, back and forth, offense, 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 offense. And then he does a stomp and it's over and it's like, okay. Well, brother, you got to get your shit in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I know what you're saying, man. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Like, doing a move for the sake of doing a move. Like, I, I, I don't think that's a lot. I mean, that's, that's what. 90% of the of, of wrestlers today, though. I mean, like, I've kind of lost that. Not including New Japan. I am sorry, Tanner. Oh, uh, I do. <laughs> my, Go ahead. my thing with with that, though, Adam, too, I, I'll say, it, that sort of encapsulates this problem we have with modern wrestling, where you take somebody like Finn Balor, who isn't the biggest guy in the world, 
Um, but you kind of sell him as this badass, as this legitimate threat, which makes it compounds the problem. And then you also make him a heel. So is a he's a heel badass that's supposedly so good, everybody's scared of him, and he can fight dudes tw- twice his size. So if he spends too much of the match bumping too much, then he does lose a little bit of his credibility. He does look like a like he's just barely you know winning by the ed- like the skin of his teeth, and he's not the legitimate scary threat that they want him to be so that's kind of a more of a booking problem i think rather than it is an issue specifically with his performance um you can't take a guy who's legitimately 510 and probably 185 pounds on a good day and book him to be a monster heel but that's what they try to do and you know but like i would say a contemporary like me either aj or daniel bryan like i don't think they have any problem like selling their asses off, like taking a freaking beating, and then boom, they just get re- you know get revved up. Yeah, but look look at how going. they're booked. It's when Brian was a heel, he was the biggest chicken shit heel. Fucking AJ for the last two years has had the fucking the club oh. cheating with him and scheming. Even his whole thing now is that he's an opportunist, so he's booked in a different way. Where the prince is supposed to be this fucking badass who like you know can take down dudes twice his size. So, um. Again, I would say it's a booking thing, um, but but I will say that you you have me now wanting to rewatch his matches to see if possibly there is something there. Just but, watch uh, it in your house and tell me like if there's anything that's like worthy to write home about. And I, I'm just saying that just because like that's the most recent pay per view style match that we've seen. And then maybe I'll have to watch something from when he when he comes into NXT what four or five years ago to see like is there anything. You know, was it really hot then that he's just kind of going through the boat? And I don't blame him. I'm not saying he's a terrible guy or anything, but, you know, that kind of schedule just has you going. Just do play the hits. Boom, I, boom, I, boom. I, get your shit in. I think you're listening to too much of the Cornette podcast. No, I, I don't listen to racists. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that, that, it, that it's a big – I think that is, is, you know, that's part of the thing that happens with everyone that goes from – I mean, not specifically New Japan, but to to WWE, they you know they they get over for something else, and then WWE tries to force them into this box um, where where they do just do the same stuff every night. I mean, like look at look at Shinsuke Nakamura, like like when when he was at the top in New Japan, he probably was one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, yep. not even. It wouldn't have even been an argument, but I mean, right now the dude's phoning in matches, wearing goofy suits, and he's making bank. So it's, I think if he was in New Japan right now, you would see a completely different performance as to what we're seeing in WWE, where it's it's not even necessarily that that they don't feel like they want to put in the effort or anything. I think they're doing what they're told. I think they're keeping it simple. I think they're doing fewer uh, variety of moves. I think they're sticking to the most recognizable things for the kids to, you know, be able to remember what that's called in the video game. That's fair. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I still think he puts on great matches. I he enjoy, does. Yeah, he does. Um, as far as, you know, selling goes, I mean, I'll, again, I think you've, you've, uh, You've tickled my interest to, to go and watch a couple of his matches again to see see what he's doing. Um, and maybe we're missing something. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe 
Maybe you just become a bitter old vet. Me? Adam. Never. <laughs> I don't know enough to be a vet. Like, I, I obviously, I'm a super mark. Like, I have, you know, if someone can smarten me up and be like, this is what you should be looking at, dum-dum, I'll gladly take it. Like, I will gladly just, you know, if it allows me to enjoy professional wrestling to the utmost. Uh, but, yeah, I always think to myself, like, man, what am I missing here? And, you know, what are we just sure about that? But that was just, like, a weird little tangent. Getting back to the original topic of Backlash, uh, again, something else we talked about off-air was just I think that Bobby Lashley's having a hell of a 2020 on with Apollo Crews. Uh, just, you know, he's they're letting him wrestle. And that he's, does he wrestles surprisingly well. Yeah, no, the MVP and, and, uh, and uh, Bobby Lashley thing, that's it's money. It is money, no pun intended. It's money in the, in the bank. bank. It really is. Uh, I enjoy. I mean, that's. I and mean, who would have thought in 2020 we'd be talking about Bobby Lashley doing great things in WWE? Um, I, I, it's. I. The only thing I didn't like yesterday was that Drew McIntyre kind of shunned away from a fight. Like he was like, I don't want this. You know, I don't. I, I, you know, you're crazy. I'm not going to defend the title. You know, and he kind of like backed away from a fight. I thought that was odd too, Tank. I was like, that's a weird out of character thing for him. That's yeah. why his matches are in the middle of the card. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Fire. Uh, but to see R Truth actually still pull out matches though too, I mean that I mean that was that was the match of the night, you know. I mean I'm not saying it was like an awesome match, but it was still very entertaining. Um I, I think everything they did, it was a good story. Um, you had McIntyre come around and then actually trust our truth um, to finish the job, and you know it, it came out it came out with a thumb, thumbs up for me. So um, yeah, no, I, I'm really looking forward to to, to what's what's, what's going to happen in the future for that. But um, we have about 20 minutes left of the show, and I wanted to talk about a couple of things um, as far as well. I'll talk about the the main topic, uh, which I don't know if we'll actually finish, but I wanted to talk about. Um, like people, uh, free agents for, for the most part that should be signed to AEW and WWE right now during these times that would elevate the show. Um, I was wanted to see if it, maybe y'all had a couple of them. I know I do. Um, and I guess I'll start it off. Uh, the first one for me, uh, and I know a lot of people probably don't like this idea, uh, but Dalton Castle uh, with Ring of Honor. Uh, I think he would add to AEW's talent so much. The dude's pageantry is off the fucking rails. I don't. I haven't understood how he's not in NXT. Like why he wasn't. Like how is that guy still not in NXT? Was my thing. Like I. He seems like somebody who would have snatched up immediately. I I don't. I honestly don't get it. I'm not sure if you're aware of him, Tanner or Adam, but that man. I mean, that guy is, like, Shawn Michaels times 10 when it comes to pageantry. Well, like, I remember we talked about him, what, eight, like, when we first started this podcast, I, I think James had talked about Dalton Castle, right? Like, you brought him up way back in October. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. my thing is, like, he's, he's charismatic. He has a fully-fledged character. He's good in the ring. He's got a decent physique and good look. Like, wh- why is that guy still in fucking ROH? Like, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. And I, I, want, I wanted to add one more in there as far as tag team goes. Uh, for tag team wise, for WWE, I mean, of course, I would. I mean, I, I prefer AEW these days over everything else right now. Um, but I think the Briscoe brothers with Ring of Honor 
would mm-hmm. would definitely definitely add something different. Something like Yeah, I'm like, going to go out, I'm going to tell you why they're not in WWE because Twitter is a thing and oh God. Uh, you know, you could just go back in Twitter history. Are you kidding? No. God dang it. You haven't heard all that? No, I haven't. Oh. I, I, stay, I, I stay away from the sheets as much as I can, man. Homophobia to the utmost. Oh, um, God. So he, like, That's surprising. Jay Briscoe <laughs> said that, like, he'd disown his kid or kill his kid if he found out he was gay. So, yeah, that's why they're not in the, the WWE. Oh, um, man. I take it back, then I'm sorry. Yeah, it sucks. Again, probably the you. Everybody talks about the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks are legitimately great. But and like these different teams, uh, the Revival. Uh, but for the longest time, the Briscoes were the best tag team in the in the world. So it is unfortunate, but you know that's what you get for being a piece of shit human being. So, um, (laughs) I'll tell you who I think is the the best free agent to get that needs to get signed is uh, El Generico. They need to find him from, like, <laughs> get him out of the orphanage. Where does he Although, go? I think the rumor was he was killed by the mob, but, I mean, uh, I'm telling you, he's in that orphanage in Mexico with the with the orphans. Get him out of here. Let's get him on TV. Oh, oh my God. Wait a minute. What if, after all this ends, they actually they can bring him back? Why? Why? I mean... Oh man, that I mean that's just me marking out personally, but since he's been off TV for so long and he gave up the title, I mean, you might as I mean why why wouldn't you bring that back? And it, it, I want that so bad. I I actually I know we haven't seen it in a while, but I actually really dig the Che Guevara gimmick thing that he's got going on, which is super weird. I don't know if we talked about it before, but the fact that we have Sammy Guevara on on AEW and then. We have Sammy Guevara on WWE. It's just very confusing. <laughs> Sammy Che Guevara? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing is, um, one is a Spanish god, and the other one is a uh, white dude that gets Olay chants. So, um, well, I don't know where I was going with that. but Yeah. It, it, Actually, it has... not, he's, he's legitimately Middle Eastern, right? Yes. Lebanese, right? Or Lebanese, yeah. yeah. Syrian. Syrian. He's a little Syrian. Okay. Yeah. Are uh, you Syrian? Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, Good one. Oh, oof. Got him. <laughs> Got him. The Bristol Brothers. <laughs> oh. Hey now. Oh, I think mean, I think you took something more than Advil today, sir. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Tanner or Adam, feel free. Uh, let me ask you this. Let me pose this question to the group. If you are signed to TNA, are you still considered a free agent? Yes. Yeah. I, I, contract, yeah. So that anyone that's like Rusev or the Good Brothers, I mean, I, I would just think of people that just left WWE and that went to TNA, uh, supposedly, like supposedly. I would still say that they're, they're uh, free agents, right? So, I, again, Rusev, we talked, and remember when we talked about when people got cut, I was like, Rusev, he might go to... In, or I think I think I said like NWA and you're like, ah, oh, that'll never happen. But now he's at TNA. Yeah. Yeah. Did he go but, to TNA for real? That's like that, there was a whole crop of people that once they're uh which I think should be later this month, like I think the Good Brothers contract runs up at the end of June, then they can formally sign and come on uh I think a TNA pay per view like a, a hard justice or something like that. 
Well, uh, they I, actually did a promo. They they put out a video package with a bunch of clips. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who all was in it, but I know that Carl Anderson was in it, yeah. um, which is hugely disappointing that he's not just going back to Japan. But Maybe Japan didn't have any interest. I don't believe that for a second, but I, I think it. I think it may be this this whole pandemic and and travel restrictions thing. Well, yeah, and, there you and go. really really quick before before we move on, does Rusev going to TNA give any validity to TNA? I'll watch some YouTube videos. Okay, that's a start. It is. It's that's a big change. Yeah. <laughs> what about I mean, y'all? We, we, I'd watch. Yeah, I think and that was something like I even I, I kind of posed when I said, well, if you went to Impact, not Impact, if you went to uh, NWA, that would make NWA like we would say, damn, they have a real legit world's champion like that would be he mm. would make that promotion so much better. And obviously, uh, NWA is not running any shows. They're not able to get a talent in the ring right now. So going to going to TNA, I mean, yeah, just like Tanner said, if it's if it's available to watch in the free world. I'll try to get to watch it, but when it's on Axis or whatever, I mean, there's no way anyone's going to be able to watch that. Like, Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, yeah, no, Adam uh, – or Adam, you already uh, – Tanner, uh, who do you have picked? I just want to see Rusev again. Um, I I know that right now a lot of those guys are they're, – they're mad and they're frustrated and they want to do the whole, you know, the whole, you know, I'm, I'm back, X-Pac – you know, thing. Um, but I, I want him to come out and, and be funny because he's genuinely funny. He's super entertaining to watch. Rusev Day was one of the biggest failures to capitalize on something that was so over that, that I've ever seen. Like, imagine if Vince shut down the yes chance. You know what I mean? No. Uh-huh. It's just... I, I want to see that guy on TV. He's super entertaining. He he can play any role. He's an amazing heel. He's a super lovable face. He's goofy. He's he's funny. He's huge. He's intimidating. He's just everything that there should be in a wrestler. And yet, you know, we we haven't seen anything from him, and I don't know how long. Yeah. Well, before I get to my main one, uh, I have. I mean. Uh, Mind you, most of my free agency came from Ring of Honor. Uh, but I think three guys, before I get to my main one, three guys that um, really can add something to both WWE or uh, uh, AEW. Uh, it's Jay Lethal, Shane Taylor, and Silas Young. Um, Silas Young being on the older, yeah. <laughs> older end, you know, it, probably towards the end, so maybe he's an AEW guy. Um but Shane Taylor, this dude is massive, uh, huge. I mean, like he's a big boy, but that dude moves like like a Yokozuna would move, you know. Um, and I, I think he would bring. I mean, he's just a big dude. I mean, like, and we need more big dudes. Uh, and of course, going back to Jay Lethal, all, also all, on the end uh, of his career, you know, he probably has. Um, more years behind him than he does in front, but that's okay. I just think there's so much talent there, and maybe it's a money thing, or maybe it's a, 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 a lack of an agreement between certain companies, but I don't know. Those guys, I think, would, would, would very very much prosper themselves as well as the company. But I do want to main, uh, do want to mention my biggest one here for AEW, 
And that's the man that I've been behind since day one. And that's Heath fucking Slater, man. Um, what? Are you shitting me? Oh, I'm sorry. You, wow. Continue. The dude is charismatic. The dude can work. The dude has mic skills. The dude has a body. What are you missing? Like, what? what's... I mean, I know Cody said that he's not going to sign him, but why not? Like, what's the beef there? Wait, wait. I didn't hear that. Cody said he wasn't going to sign him? Oh, yeah. definitively. Why, though? Did he say why? He didn't no, say why. No, he just... I think, I, I think he may have said absolutely not. Wow, okay. Yeah, so something's there, but... I mean, is that up to him? I uh, mean, like, you, know what's, you know what I think is there? Swerve! <laughs> what? Isaiah Swerve Scott? It's, it's exactly. It's some Isaiah Swerve Scott. It's a swerve. He's going to be there next month. Oh, wow. Guys, have, you know... That money. Have, do you realize that we've gone through this whole podcast and we've not talked about, like, one Dynamite or one, like, AEW pay-per-view? Well, you know... We, we, fine. We, we were trying to catch up. You know, we hadn't done one in a while. Um, hopefully, we start back up on the weekly schedule. You know, um, I, I I was hoping Mailman would be here because I know he's he, uh, he asked me how to get in. I just said, um, he's saying I am doing something wrong somehow. LOL. Uh, I said just see. log into Skype and click uh, join chat. But Grandpa, here I'm gonna add him right now. Let's see if he has anything to close out the show. That's gonna suck. I'm, while I'm, we're waiting, uh, let me bring up a point. Uh, dear WWE. Um, can you stop taking masks off wrestlers? Uh, oh my god! Especially when they have a fucking face like drywall. Like, look, man. Uh, nobody gives a shit about who is ever under the mask of El Hijo del Fantasma. Like, <laughs> the the mask and the legacy is the whole thing. Seeing his pug ugly face and his dumb name doesn't make him more exciting. It makes him less exciting. I don't care how good he is. I do not care. Like, and I know, like, and I mean, God bless him. Like I said, sometimes it, it, it works. Andrade, I think, was a good call. He's a good looking dude. I think his look was cool. Um, uh, they, you know, he's, it, I, do you ever kind of like remember when people like, like at Wrestle You Know Now and you forget their first kind of whack uh, packaging? When Andrade came out with his CN, Andrade CN almost with his fucking, that whole dumb thing where he looked like a fucking weird pimp, like a, a, angelic pimp or whatever look they were kind of trying to go for with his dude ass fucking trilby hats and stuff. I hated it, but he was great. And he kind of moved past it and like kind of found his, his groove. Um, so, but I don't, I can't remember his dumb, stupid real guy name, but dude, just leave the mask on. Like yeah. just leave the mask on WWE. Fuck. Well, I mean, and I, I, I think we were talking about it in the group, uh, in our group chat here. Um, no one cares about hoods anymore. Like no one really cares about it. Like in, especially in WWE. Like I, I there's not a lot going on except for what Dark Order in, in AEW. Um, but it, it doesn't get over. Like Lucha House Party put puts on bomb ass matches, but no one cares about them. They're not marketable anymore. Like no one's like no one's relating to them. Granted, they might not have the opportunity to do so. But just don't put a hood on them at all. And yeah, but I agree with you 100%. If you are going to put one on, why well, should again, And again, it's first off, it's not like he doesn't have a legacy. He has a very important legacy. Um, he, 
I guarantee you he's far more marketable. Like kids are going to be way more into the mass gimmick than they are his bland personality. And again, also the whole thing with the, his like two lackeys, God, that could have been a cool angle. And they just went for the obvious route and it went bullshit and I hate it. And I, I'm so mad. Anyways, that's my tiny rant for the night. Well, if someone should have a, a hood, it should be Damien. Because that... <laughs> no. He's ugly? I didn't know he was ugly. Damien Mysterio. <laughs> oh, oh yes. Dominic. Oh, oh Dominic. Dominic. Sorry. Like I said, that dude gives me the gives me diarrhea every time he's like, I see his face. <laughs> Poor little guy. Are you sure it's really race, son? Are you sure it's Eddie's? <laughs> like, it's too big to be race. Anyways, four times as tall, but he doesn't look like he's lifted a heavy thing in his life. Uh, the least believable <laughs> and they had him running it on a quarter hour like that's the time that you want people to like tune in and he's just running around like tripping up uh, Seth Rollins' gang and then running away <laughs> yeah that oh that that poor Harbor was the worst and I was oh man that that, that was a cringy moment last night for sure um, I, I'm interested to see wh- where that goes and, and hey if they actually put him in a match I'm down with it. I want to see it. I want to see the fucking train fucking crash. I really do. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it's definitely going to be um, a shit show. He's but anyway. at the Performance Center for like two years, though. Like, dude. Remedial. <laughs> He's going to remedial school. WWE is the reason why I hate nepotism. Stop hiring people because their fucking parents are famous. Yeah. Well, I mean, The Rock's daughter has potential, though. I mean, like, she has good genes. Yeah, they're uh, they're 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 Joe genes. She got them in anthropology. Jesus Christ! But that's I was Sorry. really hoping Yo. you wouldn't. Yo. Yo, I have to do the dad joke. But look, I mean, again, like Charlotte Flair, you know, obviously that that's worked out. I'm not saying don't hire people's kids, but they should be. You shouldn't put them on TV until they're ready. And, you know, Dominic, Mysterio, whatever. The thing is, we just call him Dominic because we can't say his real last name. <laughs> God, it's so dumb. Dom. He used to go by Dom. Anyway, uh, before we just go on a fucking armchair booker rant, I guess we'll just call it the end of the show. No, wait, wait, wait. Let's just book Liv Morgan to the top. It's her time to shine. Yeah. Anyway. Dude, I don't so know what happened. Why, like, Liv Morgan, you, I, I couldn't stand her before, but there's yeah. something about her now that I find kind of, kind of appealing. I like that Natty's bullying her, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'd stick up for you. I'd be in your corner. Yeah, your white knight complex there. Tank, end the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I you can't call somebody a white knight. That's Lord. not appropriate anymore. Right? <laughs> Just end the show. Turn Ladies, it off. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Stable of Studs. If you made it this far, you are a special kind of psychotic. But we want to thank you anyway. And if you do enjoy this listening, uh, please feel free to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review because you know what? We deserve it. <laughs> do um, we? <laughs> yes, we do. Where else can we get all of this? Nowhere else on the on the internet podcast That's why uh, we are... 
That's why we are the best wrestling podcast in the whole goddamn world, and I love it. And I dare someone to say different. Anyway, uh, apologies to Mike. I'm sorry he couldn't be on, man. Um, we'll, we'll 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 definitely get his his uh, his uh, his answers next time uh, we record. Uh, but yeah, I want to thank you again for uh, uh, Jimothy James Dean, Adam Effing Danger, Tanner Turdway. I'm Tank Rodriguez, and we'll see you on the next one.